Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. We are back here. It is episode 88, the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Lakers, back-to-back, by the way, back-to-back booze for them, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Edmonton Oilers there, back-to-back for them. So, good year, 88, back-to-back number, a couple back-to-back champs. Sitting next to me is back to back as always, Big Dill. Dill, how are you? Yeah, we're we're sitting back to back right now. Um, no, we just it's like back to back like the episode. We're always like I next. To, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. What does uh, good old Sammy say? Right? Is it Anlinger? Oh, Texas. Texas. We're back. Yeah. So. That's funny. I'll try to put that in there. That'd be great. Yeah. <clears throat> Dush, you're back. All the way in Cleveland. I'm back, bro. But we saw I'm you. Back. We saw you a little bit this weekend, or at least I did. Yeah. You're back to short hair. Good to see you, T. Yeah. R.I.P. to the flow. It's gone. We've got the short hair look now. The summer cut. Yes. The summer. The COVID hair lasted 15 months. For those of you that were lucky enough to, to be a part of the ride, it was... You know, quite the journey. But, uh, there's a new chapter. I mean, it's Short Hair Summer. Yeah. Oh, sure. Short Hair Summer. <laughs> I like it. Dutch. Looking good up there, buddy. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a good looking show for you tonight. Today. This morning. Whenever you're listening. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. It's going to be a good one. Our first quarter, we're going to do a little NBA panic meter here after our first couple of games in the NBA playoffs, so uh, we're going to update some teams and see how they're doing. In the second quarter, we're going to have a little ice time with Dill here, checking in on the playoffs there, since hockey playoffs are started there. And uh, third quarter, we're going to talk about the FC Cincinnati home opener and a prediction for their game this weekend. And in the fourth quarter, I'm just, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and tease the fourth quarter. We've got a big surprise coming for you for the fourth quarter, so stay tuned and stick around for the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It will definitely be worth it. So, without further ado, before we get started, you always got to make sure that we're, you know, in peak performance before we start really podcasting. So, let's get out there. Let's do a little warm-up segment first. Um, just stretch it out, get our get our feet under us still. I'll have you start first, as always. Just make sure we you get you get warmed up. No, you need the extra reps. Yeah, I mean the triple P, the peak podcast performance <laughs> is huge. Yep. Um, for those who don't do a podcast or maybe don't speak publicly, doing a triple P at any uh, moment in time is absolutely key. So, um, with like, my actual warm up though, yeah, uh, what I'm you know doing as my triple P, this is an example of it. The race, Tampa Bay. Yeah? 11 straight, going from 4th to 1st. Here we go. We're a solid game ahead of the Red Sox, and we're sitting at 31-20 and right now. This is the part that I don't want to bring up, but I do, because it's just like, okay. I think Doge mentioned uh, taking the Rays elsewhere, right, at one point? They discussed it because they were trying to move their uh, stadium, weren't they? So yeah. So they need. They were saying if they couldn't get a new stadium. I know the A's were, were doing the same thing. And Bring we back were, the Expos. Yeah. They were saying. And they were talking about doing half a year and half a year. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I 
forgot about the Expos combo. Yeah, I know the that X- we talked The X-rays, maybe. I bring it up all the time. The X-rays. Yeah, yeah I remember true. T saying that on the pod as well. So here's Dude, the they have to. they have to do that. If they, if they are not the X-rays, if that actually happens, I'll be so pissed. Anyway, I'll be pissed if it happens. But right. at home, we are 12 and 13. On the road, we are 19 and 7. Hmm. You gotta go to Montreal, dog. It is so dis- like that is not the case that we need to plead here. So, <laughs> please, you're better out of Tampa. It's just like what, dude? Come on, man. Look, it's our the, home. the numbers speak for themselves. Obviously, you lose games in Tampa Bay. That was a wild block on John Morant. So, oh man, was it on? It was going to be a poster, oh, and it was I can't just wait pure to see block. It, like, Twenty seconds from now. Yeah. So anyway, that's my warm up. <laughs> I missed it completely, so dang. I'll get the replay. I'll get the replay. Yeah, I just have Joe Engel shooting free throws. It's the power of streaming. Power of streaming. Doge. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to see this move. Wow. Okay, carry on. I think Doge is up for a warm up, right? No, I'll go while he's he's reacting. He's just going. So one of my favorite parts about my triple P peak podcast performance today <laughs> just ja went to like just take over the whole state of utah and got the french boy rudy gobert he got, said no yeah, no he got caught at the border and told he was told to turn around <laughs> yeah jeez oh here um, we go here's the block replay wow oh, pure dude And like Jaw almost fell. If too. he if Jaw landed that, I don't think Rudy Gobert would ever even able to play again. He barely made it out of the COVID. He's not making it out of that. No, that's a, <laughs> his All Star years are over. Okay, back on track. Triple P peak podcast performance. Yep, I'm familiar. I'm adding another P to my performance today. Whoa! As I'm rocking my FC Cincinnati parlay kit, which is one of my favorite. Uh, kits they do each year. Every team gets one of these. It's made out of plastic from the ocean. Special little shout out to like just know, hey, keep the oceans clean, reduce, reuse, recycle, everything like that. Oh, which is something I do in my business life. So it's cool to kind of cross those over with my sports life there. But the jersey is also super fat this year and just like got a lot of little tie-dye action in it. The other one was really kind of just like dark and had like some neon stripes so i'm glad that they kind of like added some orange into it a lot of like little different blue like of the ocean there a little bit if you will kind of type deal i think it has some shades of green like the ocean you know like it's kind of yeah you know some different angles there different kind of blue than we're used to right for sure either way i really i really like it and it's a it's cool jersey so i'm glad uh glad they're still doing that and it's definitely adding to my triple p like i said my triple pod my perf peak Podcast performance. Excuse me. Doge, what do you got for us? I'm going to change it up with the... I like it. The I was trying to make this work. Grand Prix, Grand Prix, but that's, there's a G in there. You can't do just the, pre, no. the peak performance pre-parlay podcast. The, the, peak, the, peak G, the, the PGP? The peak Grand Prix? P? The PGP? <laughs> The Peak Podcast <laughs> Grand Prix performance. That's a lot of pee. Anyway, um, yeah. Formula One uh, oh, just had another Grand Prix this past weekend in Monaco. 
one of the more historic sites. Oh, yeah. Uh, I liked it, but not a whole lot of passing because it's a street race, really tight courses. Mm. Uh, the only passing was on the first lap and when people went in and out of the pits. So, Damn. Yep. Max Verstappen came away with the, with the W. Red Bull takes the lead in the Constructors' Championship. Mer- Verstappen gets the lead in the Drivers' Championship over Lewis Hamilton. Wow. Um, Valtteri Bottas, the other Mercedes driver, doesn't even finish. Uh Oh. Had issues in the pit lane, gets taken out of the race. So, bad day for Mercedes, great day for Red Bull. They take the lead. Verstappen gets the lead for the Drivers' Championship. And uh, they had a good weekend in Monaco. Had a sounds, bunch of yachts there, too, which was always just a, a pleasant sight. That sounds is, like it. Dang. Always bumping for the Grand Prix. I mean, there's, you know, ain't no stopping Max Verstappen. Did you see Ain't No Stopping Obi Toppin yamming it down yeah, in New York good, today? Yeah, good yam. Good yam. Oh my gosh. It's a good sweet potato Thanksgiving. Good yam. That's a good sweet potato segue into our first quarter, too, the NBA panic meter. Sweet potato. When we wrote up this segment, I thought the Knicks were just going to. I will go right into them. I thought this was going to be a lot different. Not more exciting of a topic for them specifically, but I'm glad that they came back and even up the series here. So, <clears throat> on a scale of DEFCON 5, which is not worried, current state, I believe, of America, as far as I'm aware, to DEFCON 1, the world is on fire, everything is, it's like not good, like pack up your stuff, like find your loved ones, it's over. How worried should these teams be? Just about their future, you know, about their series in general. Um, just like if you were a fan, where where would your worry level be? So, we'll start with the Knicks since they just kind of evened up the series there, make it a little interesting. Dill, what's your worry level if you're a Knicks fan here? I mean, they dropped one at home. It's never good to see. Yeah. They won by nine after shutting them out. I mean, I saw it was tied to 92, and the next thing you know, I check in, they won by nine. And yeah. the Hawks didn't score again. Um, I didn't watch it, but as far as just overall in the series, maybe put it like a two. It's not over. It's a seven-game series. It's tied 1-1. Best of five from here. Looking forward, I'm excited. Yeah. Like, this team with Thibodeau is competing well. We saw this in Chicago. They're a good team, solid team, just not maybe the most premier at the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, give the young guys a couple years. What number? What number are we going with here? Two, two. Yeah, that's not. That's very worried. Oh, four. Excuse okay. me. <laughs> Backwards review. Yeah, it's a four. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say. Dude. I was trying to call Dill out, but I was muted because my oh. cat was meowing earlier. I didn't realize I was still muted. That's funny. No. Go I was saying, it. TJ said DEFCON 1 is the world is on fire, and you were like, just before that. Not right. that bad. Right. He's like, it's all right. We're doing fine. <laughs> um, just mix it up, you know? I would say Knicks are fans are probably... They're probably DEFCON 5 right now. You know, they just had a big comeback win in MSG... Like the fan, like the garden is full again. It's 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 you know. There's a lot of fun. Series is tied. You know they still did give up one, like you said, Dill. So it's not like they shouldn't be thrilled 
for the as far as the future goes, it looks like they might be a decent destination for some, you know, talent if there is any. You know, come here free agency as they have a lot of cap room and they're a young budding team. Absolutely. For the series, I would say I'm a bit more worried because I don't know if they're gonna be able to count on Alex Burks and Derrick Rose to close out these games like they've been. Which is kind of a different guy each night. Maybe they will, and that's just Tibbs kind of working it out and figuring it out. But <clears throat> I'd say DefCon Five for the future for the series. I'm I would put like where you're saying, Dill, kind of more maybe more a DefCon. I don't know, probably three. I guess we're we're tied in but, the middle. We're tied, but I don't. I wouldn't feel super confident because I think the Hawks misplayed that game. I think the Hawks are probably a better team, but yeah, like they, I yeah. I think the Hawks should win this, but as a fan of a Nick, like if I'm a Knicks fan, I would be happy with like my future. Yeah. And Julius, also, Ra- Julius Randle, most improved player of the year, just won that. Like that's that's super cool. Yeah. Like Knicks are in the playoffs with fans again. Finally, a lot of the guys are young. Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, quickly. Doge, what are your thoughts? Give me a number. I'm also saying a three because they're tied 1-1. Sure, so that kind of puts you somewhat in the middle. You know, you you do have the momentum from winning your game. Comeback Mm -hmm. win, that's good. So bump it up a little bit, kind of getting closer to four, but you're headed to Atlanta, so then you've dropped back down to three. It's like you have to go perform, you know, out of town now. And you're yeah. in a split series, so you've got to almost, you know, try to just win two in a row and just finish it off. Obviously, it'd be nice to, you know, win no matter what. Like, winning in Game 5, I wouldn't complain about or whatever, but still tough. No, I totally agree. It would. Uh, it's not going to be easy going back home, you know, especially in the playoffs when you got fans. It's those kind of side players or those guys who are like not really getting as many minutes, their shots tend to drop when they're at home. So maybe that's why the Knicks were able to pull this win out, especially come from behind. Um, and maybe the Hawks are just going to run away with these next two. So um, <clears throat> what do you think about uh, for the future there for the Knicks, Doge, real quick? I'm with you there, T. I'm, I wouldn't be too worried about the future at all. Definitely yeah. on five, like you're saying, this is the best they've looked in a long time. You know, to they've always talked about the market of MSG and, and New York and the Knicks, but to be able to have a team to back it up, people will want to go there. I can't, don't think they could be worried. Right, they finally don't. Yeah, they're not like a laughing stock. They might actually have some legitimacy to their pitch um, to somebody. Okay, let's. Uh, oh boy, let's just get the boys out of the way. Let's get them out of the way. Boston Celtics will go. Start off with a series, then go for the future. Series, I mean, it is DEFCON 1, potentially yeah. DEFCON 2, if you think that having the fans at home is going to make a difference. I think it will, but not enough to make this a, like a series worth anything. We need to start playing taco kind of type stuff. We need to start... Um, you know, figuring out what to do here in the in this series, adding some other interesting wrinkles. I don't know. We play the younger guys maybe some more, get some more life into the team. But either way, it's, it's not looking good. So DEFCON 1 or 2 for that. For the future, I'd say probably a 4 where it's not like we're not like – we can't sit back and really be all cool. But 
I think we'd be doing much better if Jalen Brown was with us. And we probably wouldn't have finished the season the way that we did as well. And I think we have some, some moves to make potentially in the off season to, to get better. Um, but we certainly are have a little bit of a window here. We do have those younger guys signed for four to five years. We do have a window where we should be trying to compete for a championship. And if we're not, that's going to be, you know, no good, I would imagine. So we have expectations to compete like that. So hopefully everybody is on that same page and we can uh, continue that. So I'd say four, but it could quickly flip to a higher number if, you know, things don't go well or you know, off season doesn't look doesn't turn out great either. So, if we have another off season like last year, it will be like a two or a three maybe. Like if we're just like losing guys for no reason, it's no bueno. Jordan Clarkson getting honored sixth man of the year. Literally just buckets all day long. Just the streak never stopped. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Defcon one or two, I'd say for the series. Four for the future. Dill, what about you? I mean, definitely a one for the series. Yeah, I mean, like, the where the broom, the floor is dirty and it needs to be swept. <laughs> this is what it looks like, unfortunately. Just like you said, I don't think the fans are going to be enough to overcome how much better and healthier the, the Nets are. Um, Celtics were limping into the playoffs. It never seemed like their year. Um, it seems like the Sixers or Nets here for sure in the East. And then we'll see who, you know, obviously. Dude, the Bucks look really good. I know you don't like to say that, but. Duck the Bucks. Duck they, with an F. You know what I'm saying? I just think that they're looking good, bro. That's all I have to say. Giannis is fake as can be, dude. Just wait. Do you think the Heat are fake? The Heat? Yeah. Yeah. Just four points. It's two buckets. Four points. Tyler Hero. Oh. Do I think he's fake? I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I never put him in that category. Like, we I never did. did. We don't. We don't need to go into. It. We'll get there when we get to the. Heat. Yeah, Giannis is fake. It's the Nets or the Sixers, and the Sixers <laughs> are fake too. So it's the Nets here, in the East. That's how I break things down. I love it. I don't know. Uh, future for the Celtics, uh, I would say three. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, like, middle. three or maybe two. Um, I just don't feel like you guys have the right pieces right now to make it work. Like, you aren't big enough where you need to be. Kemba's a small guard. Like, we would have to potentially nail the draft or, I think, make a trade to be where we need to be. Yeah, I mean, Which honestly, I, I, possibilities, I so. think that the Daniel Tice thing actually made you guys a little bit worse. I definitely don't, actually. Fournier, you think, is better than having Tice on there? Yeah. With the other guys healthy? If everybody's healthy, yeah. Because Fournier's oh, been wow. really good, right? like, recently. I just don't know if he's the piece. Daniel Tice just got worked all the time. Yeah, but well, we basically just, you have now, like... Was Time Lord and Tristan? Well, that's the problem. Is we didn't just go get like we need another big, but Tice is not. Yeah, okay. The either. So maybe that's the problem. Is that you guys just need a big, and then because you got rid of Tice, that it was like, 
just deflating even more in that position. Right. Like, What's the biggest bummer is we waited all year, rested up all year for Kemba, and then Jalen had to get wrist surgery because he wasn't, you know, obviously. And then other people got hurt. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, dang, everybody's hurt. I mean, same thing a couple of years ago with Gordon Hayward. Like, you guys looked ready to go. Yeah. He gets hurt, and then it's just is like downhill from there. Right. Which is why Charlotte also got bounces because he was hurt. Which is why we got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Doge. Celtics thoughts? Definitely Defcon one for the series. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's got to be Tatum. Just somehow absolutely goes unconscious. It has to be Tatum, like takes a oh like takes Larry Bird solo and like Bill Russell solo over. And just is like unbelievable with the leprechauns in the garden, but I don't yeah, know. Tatum just has to go monsters on on Celtics legends, takes all their powers. And Kyrie calling all the sense. Boston fans racist is going to be an interesting wrinkle into how loud I think they're going to be. Um, because I think they're going to really boo the shit out of him, and I really hope that affects him. But. Obviously, I don't hope anybody says anything mean to him. I just would, like, give him a good boo. I personally would love to see, while we're just on this, a If You'll Have Me chant, which is a classic Kyrie line that he said when he was talking to all the season ticket holders about re-signing. He's like, if you guys will have me, I'll re-sign next year. So I would love a good If You'll Have Me chant. That would be goofy. Yes. It'd be about as goofy as the Knicks fans chanting Trey is balding tonight, which happened. Trey is balding? Is yeah. That big... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like, I love that. that everybody's getting organized now. We're back, like, people are back, they're like, yo, we gotta go extra hard. Let's organize. Yes. They yes. had an FU Trey Young the other game, which is just as good. But I do like Trey Young's balding a bit better. <laughs> yeah, it's more than just like a derogatory. I do too. Yeah, that hits him deep. Yeah, he's like thinking it's not about that it. We don't like you. It's that like. Yeah, right. It's like you can be good all you want, but like you're losing your hair. hair. Right, you're still losing your hair, bro. <laughs> We're gonna know if you rogate. Right. <laughs> like you better hold yeah, on to those dude. girls, buddy. Celtics or Defcon won that series. Yeah. Absolutely. For the future, I'm with Dill. I think it's a three. There's something that's missing there. It's a it's a real point guard, for sure. A facilitator. Somebody that makes everybody yeah, better. Yeah, but who, who can fill that role? I don't know. Right now, that's not anybody on our team, I don't think. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be tough. It'll be interesting to see what's what sort of stardom they have to give up to try to get that real point guard. Yes. Or so. even like what we do with that. Like, yeah, who? What do we do? I don't know. Got a lot of like lot of. You, you could just try to just nail a draft pick, like get lucky, and someone's just dank. Right. We're just like, oh, Davion Mitchell falls. We're just like, let's go. Uh-huh. There's no chance he's going top. Five, six or seven. Probably not top five, but he could. He's but yeah, they're, they're, you know, one mediocre season away from being like, we can't waste these Tatum years. 
Yes, Taj. And these Jalen you know. years, they're on the same timetable. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But Tatum's really come into his own this year. He's been a monster. So is Jalen, though. They've both been so good and so improved. That's it's like, tough with, yeah. That's why it's like we can't, we can't not. playing really well. We can't not MVP put the. caliber to start off. Like, he was playing right. out of his mind. We can't just have the rest of this bench just be so freaking booty, like, and the rest of this team, like, not be as supportive to these guys. They're so dang good. Like, because then they can be even better. Like, I'm with you. <clears throat> so, who knows? It's tough. What are we going to do? We're going to move on to a team who has to be DEFCON 1 as well, boys. The Los Angeles Clippers. Down 2-0 to the Mavericks after forcing their way into this series by resting in the last few games of the season by going, ah, we'd rather not play the Lakers. We don't want to be that high of a seed. We'd rather go down, face the Mavs. The Mavs also tried to get out of this series apparently as well by losing at the end of the season, but it didn't work out for them. So, Clippers are down 2-0 in the series. I think we all would agree, you guys can go after me here, that they're DEFCON 1. For this, and I would like to think that they're DEFCON 2, at least, probably, for the future, because Kawhi Leonard is a free agent. So if they somehow get the broom out in, in Dallas, there's no way Kawhi sticks around. Maybe he goes and becomes a New York Knickerbocker. Las Vegas Raiders. You heard it here first? No. Just a Raider? He's just Kawhi Leonard, just a Raider? Claw, out here. Just wow, that'd be amazing. He just makes stacks. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going DefCon two for the future, DefCon one for the series for the Clippers. Dill, dude, they just don't as like a franchise. They just like they have to be the nervous right now. They have to be so yeah. Nervous. They're like, oh, we've seen this many times before, where we just don't perform like we should. I would say for the series, maybe you're like a two or three, probably leaning towards the two. I don't think it's a one yet because the Mavs are streaky. If the Mavs win one more game, the future is a one for me. Yeah, I mean, if they get swept, it's a one for sure. If it's 3-0 and they win a couple games, then like, okay. But if it's like a Bucks, we get one game. It's like a Kawhi's out. They extended Paul George, so he's in town. He's in. Yeah. He I, is in town. Hey, I mean, they have Ty Lue, man. They probably will have some good uh, good transitions. You know, some uh, some things they're going to do a little bit differently. Some adjustments. Whatever, man. He stinks, bro. He's terrible. I can't believe hey. they got rid of Doc. Like, this is another reason why, too. Like, Yeah. I, okay, so for the series, two I'm, or three, future, would fall in line with that depending on what happens in the series. Yeah. Doge? DEFCON 1 on the series. I'm with you. DEFCON 2 on on the free agency offseason. If they don't go on to at least win this series, like if they even if they lose in 7 in this series, I got to imagine that that's a Kawhi just walk. You got it, yeah. And that's tragedy for them. If that happens. I mean, they're like one season away from going back to being like one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, just open up this open up the new stadium with Luke Kennard. 
in Zubots? Like, that'd be no, terrible. So it'd be just so. It's bad. Not looking good for the Clips. They can turn around though, but I don't think they will. So it's tough. Doge, I'm gonna let you go first here. Miami Heat, Heat culture. Down 2-0 to the Milwaukee Bucks, who, Dylan says, are fake. So what are you going here for your DEFCON in this series and then for the future here for the Heat? For the Heat, it is definitely a DEFCON 2 for me. Ooh. It's because the Heat relies on getting hot, and you saw it last year in the playoffs too is that they've been cold for these first two, but they have a way to get really streaky. So if there's anyone that, like, in this scenario that we've had that's down 2-0 but not a DEFCON 1, it's it's them. They've... I agree. Totally. They, they've got to worry about it, but they can catch fire because that's just their game. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, Hero scoring, what was it, four points the other day? Four, yeah, big old one, two, three, four. Walking buckets, two of them. But he could have a game where he goes, you know, 20 points and, like, 24 points, and he's, like, six for eight from three, and you're like, wait a second. And And it'll be a game at home, which is they're about to go home and play, because classic, when you're a young guy like that, you play better at home. So... Which is classic, like, oh, why he was probably dope in the bubble, because there's no away fans booing him, and there's no away atmosphere, and you're not sleeping in a hotel, you know, I guess they were then, but, like, they are a bit more comfortable with it. So, either way, I'm <clears throat> I'm with you, Doge. I would be very worried if I was a Heat fan about this series. Oh, yeah. Um, probably one or two. What did you say about the future, though? Sorry, I cut you off. Hadn't said it yet. I didn't, um, say, I didn't think, yeah, didn't think so. I think for the future, I'm a four. Wow. Okay. I I love Bam Adebayo. I like Bam a lot. So that's that's my my reasoning for it is that they still have a decently young team. Uh, I'm changing it to a three. Uh, Listen, I, can I add a little sauce into your before you go to your DefCon? Yeah. There's a Shams report. So let me just put some weight on that. Let me say it again. There's a Shams report. So it's not just like anybody like on Twitter. Shams himself saw him say it out of his mouth with in an interview with him on Shumpert that there's been some tension behind the scenes with Jimmy Butler and the coaching staff in the front office. So if they go out and get broomed, maybe Jimmy's like, hey man, I'm trying to win championships. This team isn't actually a real contender like I thought they were. Or we're not doing what we need to be doing, and you know, to get all the contenders. And maybe that's where Kawhi ends up going after they get brute like broom from the the Mavs. But I would be, I'm a bit more concerned about the future for the Heat because of that statement. Because if they don't keep Jimmy, they're left with Tyler Hero, who might not actually be good. But Bam Adebayo is definitely good, so they'd have at least one good player to build around, which is solid. So I would say a four, or excuse me, a, a two for the ah. Uh, Dang it. It's like a three and a half, two and a half. I don't know. I guess two and a half would be the best way to say that. Two and a half for me for the DEFCON of their future. With that knowledge, I'm sticking I'm sticking to three. Okay. You can't be comfortable 
because you're clearly at a point where you could just be down 2-0 and potentially just lose first round, and that's not going to be good enough if you're trying to win ships. Right. But you're clearly a playoff team. Like, you were just in the finals last year. Like, don't get too worried about it. You just got to try to catch fire. <clears throat> the Drew Holiday upgrade has been massive for the Bucks. I'm with you on And that. it's very apparent. Like, he's so much better than Eric Blood, so it's not even close. Uh, Dill? Heat here? You probably like their DEFCON 5. They're going to no. come back and win. No, I just, I think the I think the Bucks want to beat him so bad. Yeah, they just got embarrassed last year, and I think it's like yeah. one of those type things. Like, so how if the Celtics would have gotten the Sixers? I would say been. probably like a one or two on the series. Um,. I just don't feel like they have the firepower this year. Like, defensively, it's going to be a grind every game for them to, like, win games against teams like the top of the East who just score a bunch. Um, Yeah, Bam was like the Giannis stopper, and that has not been the case this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the role players haven't played very well. No. Jimmy didn't really uh, play particularly well. He had, I saw, I believe it ended up being in the game, for the game as well, but I know it was at the half. It was his worst plus-minus in his career in that second game at half, minus 32. Yeah. Which is like, dang. And that's Jimmy Butler, who you know is like almost always a plus. Like, I mean, yeah. He's just like always making a good play. So like they're well, just getting their butts kicked. Plus, well, I, I think that they should have won game one, but because right. they didn't, it's one of those down, type things too. It's like right. okay, like you, you had to win that game. Like you had it, and then you just gave it away in overtime. Right, uh, one of those nothing's going right for us type deals. Yeah, so they might win a game, but I think it's going to be pretty difficult. Maybe they're going to be a completely different team on the on <clears throat> um, talking about the Bucks on the road versus you know how they played at home. So maybe they just won't play very well, and it could be two two. And we we're talking about how the Bucks are a one. There's no doubt. Yeah, could be a home, definitely but home thing. But I don't see that happening. I would say pretty high for the like one or two. I would say. Yeah. For the future. Mm, I'd say like a two or three because I, I feel like Spolstra is a good coach. He's Their core get, is solid as heck. They're like, gonna get the most out of like players. I feel like more often than not. Yeah. But who's their second guy? That's the problem. They like don't even really have. They wise. don't even really have like a one guy because Jimmy doesn't sc- hasn't been scoring this. Yeah, year. he's. I mean, he's a solid player. So they're kind of like yeah. going Spurs offense, and they need like a Warriors offense. No, they just need a. They need a big gun to go out and just take a scoring load all the time. Yeah, uh, you know. Somebody who's like, oh yeah, I love going going to get forty. Ugh, I was gonna say Bradley Beal, but I mean everyone would want Bradley Beal. Yeah, everybody wants Bradley. So like, like somebody like that, like a Clay, Brad. Oh, Clay's staying for sure. Brad, Bradley Beal, Bradley like Beal would shooters, fit. You could like scores. make that trade work with the young pieces. Good scores. I'm telling you, Kawhi. I believe is a free agent. Opt out, get him in there. Yeah. That's a name. Um. Either way. It. They can also. Yeah. The Heat are also like, an organization that could just like. 
make four moves in the offseason and just be like DEFCON 5, we're ready to rock and roll, we're going to yeah. the finals again. Like, that's just how they rock. Like, they're well-respected and should be. <clears throat> uh, Dill, I'll let you start here. Um, I'm gonna we'll split these last one up here so we can get into here a little little hockey. I'll let you talk about the Lakers since I don't want to talk about them for sure. Um, what would you think their DefCon should be in the series, and then also for the future? Okay, so for the future, I would say it's like a four or five to be immediate future. As soon as AD and LeBron are gone, it's over. As far as right now, as well, yeah, far as being like, like the way it looks, is top at tier. The uh, LeBron, you can see at times just declining. Like it's the first time I've ever thought it or said it, where it's like when he got blocked by Andrew Wiggins in the playing game in the first quarter. I think he's still trying to get in the groove. That was the first time I was ever like, "Oh man!" I yeah. In this whole career, the I've always crown been has like, a crack. Oh, the crown had a crack. That's LeBron. You know, he has a way to do this by winning game two. I think that. In the series, they're probably sitting at like a three. Just depending on how big, how well their big players play. Yeah. Like. It's up to Anthony Davis this series, weirdly enough. Yeah, and he's shown in the past where, like, on the Pelicans, obviously, when he is the only thing, and he beat the Trailblazers by himself. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, how did that. That's a lot of Drew Holiday, Loki, stopping Dame. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously there are other pieces, too. But, like, that was well, I'm just series. saying, that was a that big... That was his series. More yeah. than Dame? Or, like, other people? I'm saying Drew Holiday. Like, stopping Dame. So it was, like, he, very important. If you were to say, like, it. it was somebody's series, though. Like, AD had the moments. Sure, yeah, I'll give you that. But, like, obviously there's help needed along the way. Like, I'm, just saying I can't, I'm just saying I can't say that. Without giving Drew Holiday his props, because like, okay. yeah. Dame Dalla is no joke, and to be able to shut him down, and like how Drew Holiday shut down Kyrie recently, like, that's got to be a big reason why. I yeah, would say. I think without sure. Drew Holiday, I don't remember at this point because I just remember being eighties. I just remember with, without Drew, if they didn't have Drew Holiday, like they would the series, or I guess if that'd be uh, totally different, but it would not have gone that way. There's no doubt because Dame would have just been able to get forty every night. Yeah. <clears throat> Doge, would you like to speak on the Jazz or the Suns? Oh, jeez. Suns. Go ahead. Um, on the series. Oh, this this sucks. Um. This is tough DEFCON, there's no doubt. It's a DEFCON tour. Yep. Because they split it at home. Now they're about to go to LA. And... Oh, I feel like we've just seen this narrative. <clears throat> yeah. And Chris Paul got kind of hurt. Like, he's not yep. hurt. Same he's kind of hurt, which is always... Part of the narrative. Chris Paul yeah. is like, ah, oh, Chris, no. And it's just LeBron, like, comes out a little bit slow to start the playoffs and then can just take over a game and win. It's classic LeBron. He loses game one, everybody freaks the hell out, and then he just 
analyzes the heck out of it, and then they just dominate the rest of the series, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a two, man. They gotta, they gotta win games in L.A., and that's tough. Yep. That's tough, dude, especially if you were banged up. Devin Booker needs to be electric again, like he was in game one, if they want to keep keep it up. Yeah, bro. Cam, campaign definitely helped out, but yes. still. Right. You can't, can't be relying on campaign to produce. It's got to be the boys. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I would be worried if I'm a Suns guy. And I want this, I want the Suns to win this series, but it's going to be tough for them. I want the Suns to win the chip. That'd be so nice. It would be so chill. I would love to see Chris Paul do it, but they got to be worried. They really do. Going into LA on a split series against LeBron, AD. Ugh, that's tough for them. Yep, very tough. Down the road, you can't be worried in the off season if you're the Suns. Though they've continued to go up. They're DevCon five in the off season. Chris Paul. Free agent this offseason on the opt out. Uh, his former agent, really his former years. agent is the GM of the Knicks. Yeah, bro. Got to be a four. Just got to be a four. They've got to. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's your rating. I'm just that's where I would be. I'm not worried about him at all. Very I think he. Court. I think he signs a major deal there because they're like this guy was so important to this. We got to bring. I would him love back. that. Give him a big old. Three, four year bopper. Give him just like wins the chip, goes to the next. There we go. That'd be so awesome. Uh, I'll talk about the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz are a DEFCON 5 in the series now that Donovan Mitchell is back and seems to be just making a humongous impact in the series. Maybe it's a 4 if the Grizzlies go home and have something to say, but. I think that they're the Jazz are just a better team, and now that they have their big time playoff scorer back, like a guy who just controls their whole team and offense, um, they're going to be in good shape as far as the future goes. Um, I guess if the series gets out of hand, there's potential um, for Donovan Mitchell, who you know maybe is upset with the team after being sat out for Game One. Um, even though he said his personal trainer said he was okay to, to play in game one. So there's a little tension there. Maybe he kind of requests a trade, but I would imagine everything will be smooth and they'll advance into the second, maybe even third round here of the Western Conference Finals. Jazz are a good team. Rudy Gobert is a very good defender there. Incredible block on John Moran tonight. Good for him. Um, yep. Yeah, so DEFCON 4. For the series, and I would say DEFCON 4 for the future, kind of the same as the Suns, where, like, maybe you're a bit worried, but if everything works out in the playoffs, there's no reason to be worried. So. Any other teams you want to peep here, I guess, Panic Meter? I don't think there's any really other. Everybody else should be feeling pretty good, I would imagine. There's no, no panic involved. Yeah, no Joe Panic involved. Joe Panic, sure. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right, let's move on. Second quarter, ice time with Dill. Little playoffs here. What do we got? Yeah, just a little update on some things. I'm gonna leave uh, something for later. Oh, okay. Um, but 
Exciting news. The playoffs have started. Yep. Some of the first round series are over. And that's the part I'll get to later. But for some of the clinchers so far, we've had the old Winnipeg Jets beat the Edmonton Oilers in a sweep. I don't think many people saw that coming. Winnipeg was not the better team throughout the year, and then they swept them, so that was interesting. Um, other than that, I mean, Vegas is in a tight game right now against the Wild. Down two with, uh, I think, six minutes to go. If they lose, they go to a game seven as, like, the best team coming out of that conference, playing the four. So, again, just another thing that people didn't see coming. Have you guys watched any hockey yet? Um, I think bit. you've watched a little lightning. Yeah, a little lightning. I watched the Islanders. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of teams that Redman, clinched, yeah. the Islanders won today. Bruins, they clinched. Yep. I know that. Yep. And let's see, the... Islanders beat the Pens. No said the kid. Yeah. Toast. Evgeny Malkin is... Balkan. Legends are out. going down. Chara going down to the Bruins there. Uh, Charles on the on the caps. Or he said it went down to the Bruins. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's why I was like, I know you know that because yeah. like we talked about. That's what I'm saying. Like, he went down like the. <laughs> okay. He got he got taken out. By I'm with you. Former team. The old Nathan McKinnon, uh, Colorado Avalanche, swept their series against the Blues. Definitely saw that coming. Now something that I was really looking forward to is yesterday, uh, the. <laughs> Nashville Predators were beating the Hurricanes, who the Hurricanes and Panthers had the Lightning all year. Like every single time I checked, it was four to one, six to two, three to zero, two to zero. Like in Tampa, would always lose to the Hurricanes and the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So Nashville was beating them yesterday to go up three to two. They ended up tying. Um, the Hurricanes ended up tying it, going into overtime, and then they lost in overtime. Uh, so the Hurricanes won in overtime, essentially. Uh, that's what I was trying to say. And that was, I don't know, just a heartbreaker because I was really hoping to see the Hurricanes go down and we'd play Nashville because we had Nashville's number all year mm. as a Tampa fan. So. Um, Nikita Kucherov has been an absolute gem coming back. I think he had nine points in the first three games, which was just like, here we go. Just Jeez. Just some cooch. That's nasty. Uh, hey, Classic, there's no uh, salary cap in the playoffs. I guess a lot of people are complaining that he just is like a max player just coming onto your roster in the playoffs because there's no salary cap in the playoffs. That's awesome. You can just sign any old players or bring anybody back and stuff, I guess. So it's like... <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yep. Just a little, uh, little playoff hockey loophole for you there. Sure. That's a big loophole. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, massive. It's massive. Yeah. <laughs> so, massive. Anyway, yeah, I mean, like, as far as hockey, I mean, it ended up being kind of how we predicted when we talked about it last as far as the standings and some of the changes. And, like, you saw the writing on the wall with the teams that were going to make it in. Um, other than the Knights, every, like, top-seeded team has performed well. Like, the the best in the division has been the, the worst in the division. So, um, I've heard uh, the Avalanche are hot. Avalanche are a team I'm worried about playing on the, you know, Stanley Cup if the Lightning make it. Like, that's a team that I liked a lot last year. They ended up getting kicked out a little earlier than I expected. Could be their year type thing. Yeah, I mean, like, this is definitely... Hot goalie, hot goalie. Yeah, definitely their year. Um, 
Nathan McKinnon has really prospered into the guy. Like I know I talked about him last year as far as yeah. just being an absolute stud. And he is just the kind of guy who, like, his team is just better because he's playing. So, you know, moving forward to, you know, future stuff, future talk, I mean, the Avalanche, you know, have an absolute gem on their hands. So, yeah. growing up, watching them, like, that would probably be, like, I don't have a second hockey team like I do in baseball uh, in football. But, like, because I liked goalies as playing, like, as a goalie, Patrick Wall was always a guy who, like, Oh, yeah. In an Avalanche jersey, Joe uh, Sackick, like those guys were just like I know I'm forgetting somebody from that team, but like those guys were just like back in the old days, at least for me, like the old days, you know. Right. Yeah. I liked old watching days. growing up. Um, yeah. So, any predictions? Do you want me to go through the uh, the series right now to see who I guess? I'm going. Who you guys predict to come out of the? I'm going east and west. Bruins over the Islanders. Shouts out to you, Eric. Okay. Just because I want. That's awesome that they're bringing that. That'll be a good little series there. But I'm calling Lightning Avalanche. I've heard they're hot. Teams are hot. I'm sticking with the hot teams. Okay. I believe those are probably the best teams, so it's probably not really that exciting of a prediction. But. Okay. I'm also taking the Lightning, but I'm going to stick with the Golden Knights. To They're going to lose wow. tonight, their trio, but I think they're going to win it in seven and then just cruise. Sure. Dude, the Wild, flyer on them. the Wild have been playing well, though. I mean... They have, but Vegas is up 3-2. Going into game seven, anything can happen. Who knows? Who knows, dude? The Golden Knights do. Well, they'd be tied through three. Like I feel like they would play advantage for the Wild. Can happen. That's what I'm saying. Like they played advantage for the Wild. No, dude, it's Vegas. They're Golden Knights. They're game seven Golden Knights. You know, Vegas double down, triple up. We'll see what the Vegas fans bring. You know, lucky, lucky number seven, nice. baby. Look at all the slot machines. Seven, seven, seven. That's jackpot. Well, at T-Mobile Arena on what Friday night, I think. Sure. Yeah. We'll see. Let's see, Friday the 28th. Playoff hockey there. It's confirmed. Oh, yeah, boys. 9 p.m. Golden Knights versus the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota. Unless they just bag four goals here in three and a half minutes. Who knows? Hey, don't count them out. It's not happening. No, like it's... I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it's over. Golden Knights. (laughs) Like, they already put the game scheduled with the time for Friday, even though the game's not over. Yeah, they just put it up here on the stream, but they said, like, Game 7, if necessary. I'm thinking it's absolutely necessary. It's absolutely necessary. Yeah, I mean... Absolutely necessary. I would love to see that upset. I'm taking a flyer on I would love to see that upset. Gotta do it. So, important games tomorrow. Uh, We only have one of them. The Maple Leafs and Canadians. Maple Leafs are going to win that series. They're going to win. They're a better team. Preds, Hurricanes in Nashville, Game Six. Need to take that to seven. Get the Lightning a little bit more time, you know, to rest a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little little playoff puck and passing over to T for halftime introduction. Hold on. No. I got a little hockey for you. We're not. 
I'm triple a- peeing. Also, peeping playoff puck was the triple P initiation. Yeah. I saw that. And I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna say that's it. funny. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the series of the Bruins Capitals, okay. Alexander Ovechkin's 13-year deal with the Capitals is officially expired. And he has said that he would like to get a deal done with them again. He will not play for another team. And if he can't get a deal done with them, he will be playing in Russia. So we may have seen the last of Alexander Ovechkin in the NHL. And we didn't even really know it, which is wild. I mean, I guess we don't really tune into that that much. But the, I would have like if I'd have known that going into the NHL playoffs, I might have tuned in a bit harder. But like, dude, Ovi's going out. He's not leaving. No chance. He says he's gonna get it done. But I'm just saying, like, that's maybe he's in Russia. So moving on to halftime. Just wanted to get, just wanted to peep that out there for you. A little fact, factoid. Dojan, you think he's going to Russia? Or he's staying, I guess. Before I really get. Can we get a take for everybody? How old is he? He's pretty old. Thirty-six. It's tough. It depends on what his asking price is. I was gonna say that's where it's gonna be tricky. Is when he's gonna be like, I want to be paid like I'm Alexander Ovechkin, and they're gonna be like, We want to pay you like you're an old man. And they're gonna be like, No way. He's thirty-five, turning thirty-six. That's what. That's my thought. T is that. That's awesome that he wants to stay there. And hopefully, like, for their sake, they can get it done and make it work for everybody. But I feel like to bring him home, like, there's got to be some Russian club that's just like, we'll give you these fat stacks. Yeah. Like, yeah, and to go back home Putin's and play. Backed. And they just won the cup recently, so, like, he did yeah. that. Like, he he got his goal. Right, he doesn't have that monkey on his back. Kind of like, like a... Never having been able to do it over here. Uh, it didn't like happen just, like just this quick way after, but like, like when I guess Dirk definitely extended his career out, but like when Dirk was like done, it was just like I'm he's just like done, like he doesn't need to like try to like extend it too long, like he like they gave him an extra year in the honorary thing, but like he wasn't oh, going to be hurt. He won in 2011, right? Ovi or yes, Dirk, uh, Dirk. and then he yes. retired in what 2018. Yeah, but like, so, like he played for seven years after. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he was good, like, leading up until, like, the last year when it was like, dude, this guy's knees are toast. But the Mavs weren't ever winning after that year, you know? Like, it was never, like, the Mavs going to make the championship. Like, they're they're taking a run at it. It was Warrior City with, like, some spurs before the Warriors came in. Yeah. He never really signed a... Maybe he did one more after that, but he didn't sign like a super big deal with the Mavs either. Though, so I guess my like, cool, we got a car. Thank you, neighbors. We have the most random yeah, car alarms go off. There's a Ford Focus that sits back here and just chirps and derps. It's terrible. We have that one up front, which the guy hasn't driven in three weeks because that car just goes off. Just so. beeps off. Just a little context. There's a car that went off their alarm right outside my window from. I think it was 7.30 a.m. until about 1.30 p.m. The That's cops brutal. were here. Terrible. It was dude. one of those things where I was like, dude, like, holy cow, like, this is so frustrating. Like, never heard a car alarm go off that long. No. Consecutively. Absolutely ridiculous. So, anyway, good little hockey <clears throat> tidbit, good little car alarm tidbit. 
Let's move on, yes. To halftime. We've got... We'll give it to you, Dill. We'll go to you. Cheap Seats Network stuff. Where can we find it? Yeah. So on Facebook, it's the Cheap Seats Network. Mm-hmm. Network is one word, so it's comprised of four words. Okay. The Cheap Seats Network. And on Twitter, it's at the underscore cheap underscore seats. Sure. For the Cheap Seats SN, which love to bring it back for today. What does it stand for? No no hints. Eh, I mean, we talked about it. We've been talking about it. Um, At least for the S. The N you aren't going to get. Hmm. Doge? Any, anything <laughs> off of that? Um... I can already tell you guys are going to be upset when you hear what the N stands for. Yeah, probably. I'm always upset. Um, <laughs> I just I got nothing. I'm trying to think of something, and I got nothing coming off. Like, usually I have something that just pops right in, and then... Okay. Um, I'm going, like, Salt Lake neighbors hyphenated Salt Lake does some Salt Lake neighbors got a salty neighbors Salt Lake neighbors salty neighbors okay put that in the bank for later does I'm gonna count down from five four three two one snowy nights because of the avalanche. Okay. Wow. Well, SN stands for Series Now. Oh, my God. Because we are going through the playoff series. It is totally valid, and we've been talking about series all night. Beat. Playoff series. So SN stands for Series Now. Every time. Every time. Superlative notion. Is it Bubs? Yeah. Dude, that was a great free pizza I got. Little Bubbers. Little Bubbers. Doge, where can we find the clubhouse-specific stuff? You can find us on Facebook at the clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram, which is Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. For the Cheap Series Now. The Cheap Series Now. Cheap Series Now. Hey, and it's cheap luckily, We have a couple more halftime plugs, right? We do. We do. Our friends. At Platinum Digital Solutions, doing some of our social media stuff Stuff there. Shouts out to Jared Beck. His birthday today, actually. So, wow. Happy birthday, Jared. Little birthday pod shout out to you. And uh, coming soon to a 
probably a, just a screen near you. Screen or like a post, maybe a text message near you. Some merchandise stuff from us. So be on the lookout for that. Could be pretty exciting. And um, yeah, we just wanna you know we got some other good plugs. Follow us on Twitter, social media. Give us all shouts out. Like, review, rate, describe, subscribe, describe a good review of us. I guess is good what inscribe. Say. I guess. Prescribe. It is a prescription. You should be prescribed for it once a week. At least try to. We try to. We're gonna be trying to. Moving on here to the third quarter. We gotta move it on. And we're talking about Little FC Cincinnati here, boys. <clears throat> we had the home opener. Uh, nobody we knew. Was in attendance, unfortunately, as they had limited fans. It's expanding now as they continue on, so bummer. I'm glad all the uh, people that got to go enjoyed it. So, yeah. it's quite bummed. Obviously, we were, I'm sure we all were, but Good for them. stadium looked awesome. It looked like a uh, really great atmosphere. Um, Doge, do you believe that it lived up to the hype? Well, the stadium was beautiful, first off. Yes. Looked pristine. And there were some incredible moments. The Haglund goal was magical. Um, it just would have been really nice to have it completely full of fans. Which it stinks that the first game in that stadium for FC had to be with the with the capacity restrictions. But it is what it is. I think the hype will really be when they open it up for the first time in June. Yep. With, with no limits on, on the amount of fans there. Then it's going to be really rowdy. That'll be the true opener. This was like the soft open. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was like a nice little soft opening for them. It was cool that they could... Test it out and get a good test run. It was nice and loud. Like you said, it was a beautiful stadium. So, I thought it lived up to the hype. I think the hype will be even more, you know, incredible when we get to the, you know, full capacity games and ones that we're all at. And the Bailey's packed up there and it's just going wild. And the TIFOs are flying. Like, it's going to be awesome. So, we need to get some SEC towels. Whip those things around. Yeah. I would get down with that. Are you allowed to have Vuvuzelas in there? I don't know. But Patch and I came up up with a chant that involves some horns, so we might need them. I have two. I'm pretty sure I have two. Huge. I like that a lot. Um, Dill, what do you think about the hype? Yeah, I mean, like, when I saw the stadium on the highlights, because I didn't see most of the game, unfortunately, I was not able to watch it. But I came in for the last, I think, three or four minutes plus extra time and it looked like a legitimate stadium like it didn't look like so I watched a a YouTube video on like the top MLS stadiums or like the rankings of all of them and like some of them dude I am very surprised that's a professional sport stadium right let alone like some of them are old too so that's why they look absolutely beat (laughs) like not even just like in the word that the way that we say it sometimes, but, like, they look beat up. Yeah. And, like, just, like, filthy. And it's like, how do you expect a team to have any home field advantage here? Right. Our stadium looks legit as hell. I'm super excited to be able to go and, like, just be in that environment. I want to see it lit up at night in person. 
like yeah. walking out after a game. Hopefully a good win. Yeah. You know? That'd be really Yap Sam is just balding like crazy like Trey Young and he's just out. totally okay with it. Balding like Trey Young. Yeah, he's been okay with it for a while. Yeah, like he's accepted it. He's yeah. gone he's come home. Yes. Yes. yes um, so yes. yeah, dude, I'm just I mean I I am excited. How can you not be about a stadium that like unless it's like Fiserv Arena, which is up in Milwaukee, which just looks like trash. Yeah. It's kind of beat. I mean, I bet it looks awesome inside. Yeah, the Bucks though. I mean, I mean, it probably looks great. Eh, I'm not, I'm not so, so certain with that. We'll see. We'll have to just go to a game, watch the Cavs beat them or something. Yeah, like you're a hater. The Cavs and whatnot. That'd be better wait a couple of years, I would say. Just wait, dude. We'll get a great pick. We're gonna get the number one pick this year. I can just no feel way. It. I can feel it. No way. That's enough uh, about Cavs, though. And yeah, the I agree. Get them out of here. Either um, way, stadium looks cool. Field looks great. Team looks better on the field. Yep, we've been looking That's, a lot better with our acquisitions. Uh, Jeff Cameron's been sick on defense, so he's been huge. Valencia has been awesome. Um, Vermeer has been decent. I'm interested to see if Teton will start over him. We haven't had Vanderverf back yet, so that'll be interesting to see where he plays and how that shifts the lineup and whatnot. But our offense has actually been clicking a little bit here, so we've been kind of on a roll. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how we do here in this next game against the New England Revolution. Doge, who you got? FC, Ty, Revolution? Got to take FC, bro. Yeah. Coming off the win, got to get a streak in, bro. We need it. The Opstam being coach of the, or manager of the week, Jeff Cameron making team of the week for the MLS. Like that's exactly what we needed out of his new acquisition, bolstering the back line. Like, Increased capacity. Uh, yes. Like, Come on. give it to me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Like, it's going to be a dub. You know why I'm a bit concerned? Because I won't be there to boo Bruce Arena because I'll be up at the lake putting boats in. And because Bruce Arena is the manager of the revolution... He's got gonna be. He's gonna feel all right and get past like by us. No, actually though, he's gonna be a good manager, and I think he could find some ways to pick holes through our our defense if it really doesn't get set up. He's well, just so. more much more experienced. But so yeah, I'm like saying he's, he's just experienced, especially in the MLS style. So I, this will be a good game. That's a, that's all I know. This will be a very good game. I hope Lacadia's feeling himself some more, and that turns in like to some more goals onto the field whether it's an assist or an actual goal. but We need it. We need it big time. I'm definitely hoping for a win. I'm wearing the parlay for a reason. We're going to get a dub, but I think it's going to be a, a nice, tough, hard-fought game like last game. Too. I don't even know if I'm able to go to the game. Does it work? Does it work? No, like if I even got like accepted to go to this game. They emailed my dad separately after he said that he was out for this game, and they asked him again. So you might have had another email about it. You should check after this. Damn. I'll have to do this. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just skip work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta go, dude. Yeah. Like, you have I'm, to I'm go! I'm switching shifts. I'm telling him, hey, oh. I quit. It's my side job. Yeah, it's like not it. even your main gig. Yeah. But, like, not even your... I quit for the weekend. I'll come back. Yeah, it's like I'm not just... I'm just not coming in. Okay. Well, if Dill's in the house to Boo Bruce Arena, I'm completely switching, and it's going to be a win. Dude, I, love that. I need to figure this out. You got to go. 
Well, that's I what I was pissed at. Well, so I was pissed at my. I was pissed at my dad. No, I was just like, wish I would have talked to my dad because I would have told him, hey, keep the tickets and give them to like. Somebody to you or like I don't know if Kyle's. Yeah. I think Kyle is going this weekend or I don't think Colin got his tickets renewed so could have given them to him to, to go to the game while we were out of town obviously so but I think he obviously you get the some cash bankroll if you don't use them so yeah. it's probably worth it not to go as well but either way looking for an FC win hopefully we keep rolling hopefully Yops does well hopefully we keep bringing in good, good acquisitions Jared Nightcamp was a beast and uh, bringing sure, in Jeff Cameron because Jeff Cameron's been awesome so Excited to see what we do this week. Moving on, boys. Fourth quarter. Everybody's been waiting. They've been waiting a long time. They have no idea what's coming here. Long time. And it is a new and improved, ladies and gentlemen, wheel of debate. We're not spinning some virtual wheel... Or putting in some random number generator. No, 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 no. You've got a physical wheel sitting here on the desk. you got ten topics set up for the wheel. And we're going to spin it a couple times here and do the old classic wheel of debate. And we're going to have to soon get our buddy, maybe after the Celtics get beat here, we can talk about the offseason here with our buddy John Corrales on. He inspired us. He said, why don't you guys get a physical wheel made? You know, it only took us the whole dang pandemic to get it done, but we finally got it done. So, without further ado, hopefully you can hear this on the pod. We're going to look into ways to improve it. Oh, before I go any further, too, shouts out to our buddy Darren, Super D, for getting it made. He helped us out get it, getting it made up. It's very well, very well done. And without further ado, first spin. Of the wheel of debate. Give it to predi- get Doge doing, on the mic. Yeah, we're we doing predictions on uh, the number. On what number we're gonna do for the sure Doge first spin. Inaugural first spin. By the way, show him. The, oh, yeah, have you, yeah, show yeah. him what it looks like for like the with the numbers, so he knows where like where we're starting at. Which ones have a little bit bigger of a pie? Right. Like eights definitely got some some territory. Nine and four and five. I'm feeling three. Okay. Give me a three. Does you know that's my number? I'm going three for sure. <sighs> Whatever we're gonna do the the two K randos, bro. Give me three. Yep. Two's for you. Three's for me. Eight's gonna be what it D. It's a D. Eight. Well, like Dill, D is it? Okay, that yeah. made sense. First spin, boys. Uh-oh. Oh! One of those... It's literally right on the... No, I think it's 10. Oh, let's see it. I think we... I yeah, think Doge is a judge. Yeah. Doge is a judge. I'm, I'm not it with be, it. It could be a respin. Get me, get me up close. <laughs> yeah, get him up nice and close. All right, we're getting the uh, film crew on the team. We haven't introduced the film crew yet. Oh, there's a neat pop. Oh, film crew. Give me, give me. Dang. I, <laughs> can't, I can't see it with my... Back, back me up a little bit. Back me up. Try to... 
I can't tell with this angle. Dang. Yeah, you got it like sideways, right? Is that any better, Dosh? <laughs> I think it's a 10. Okay. I love this question to start off with. I mean, it's a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 question. Yeah, and it's a 10. It's a 10 out of 10 spin. It's a 10 out of 10 eyeball from Doge. Who's the, who's the 10 out of 10 better angel? Mike Trout or Shohei Otani? This is more of a joke because obviously Mike Trout's like, I don't know, maybe one of the best baseball players ever. But Shohei Otani is coming out like maybe one of the best baseball players ever as well because he can pitch and hit like only one Babe Ruth really has. So, Doge, who you got? I am a big believer in Otani, bro. I really am. Having the ability to do both. Get you one that can do both. Otani can do it, bro. He can pitch. He can hit. Wasn't there one point where he was leading in home runs and ERA? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that dude is quite literally built different. That's all I have to say, dude. He, he's phenomenal. He's just... We may not see another player like this. Ever. In 100 years. Dude, he's That's what I'm saying. He's jacked. He hits freaking dingers, and he throws gas. Like He throws heat. In the same way that Mike Trout just, like, is always on base and can just catch a, any ball and make any throw, and, like, it's just like he's a perfect five-tool guy, somehow Shohei Otani has become this first six-tool guy because he can also pitch. Like, it is absurd. He's so damn good. I don't watch enough baseball to know... You know, who's really technically going to be better here in a historical sense. But Shohei Otani right now is more fun, at least, I'd say. Dill? Absolutely. Thoughts? Okay, have you guys ever seen the uh, the thing where I think it's Mike Trout goes through, like, the Angel Stadium and, like, goes through, like, pregame food prep and, like, what they have people make for them and, like, different food options at the stadium. Have you ever seen that YouTube clip? Mm-mm. No. Shohei Otani, I believe, is a rookie in this. And it is so funny because it's him, Trout, and a couple other dudes. And they're, like, going in about, like, what kind of foods. And, like, Trout is just being a total dude. And, like, Shohei is so quiet. And, like, I obviously, like, the language barrier is a bit of a, a yeah. thing there. But, like, he's you can just tell he's, like, a shy dude. So it's hilarious that he's just, like a Babe Ruth-esque type. When I say that, that he does it both ways, we don't really see it very often. Right. That's what I'm saying. Not that he's yeah, the Yeah, like Hall of Fame He's, babe, the, he's right. a great, you know, game, you know, but like, so... I mean, is, dude, his nickname being Showtime just spelled like his name yeah. is like... I mean, that's fire. That's kind of Babe that's level. That's nickname. That's Babe level if he like continues this for a while. So like in 2100, we'll be talking about if he does this for like showtime five years and it's like babe ruth right showtime the guy that we have now right it you could know, be like, like oh who's the best baseball player ever like i mean you gotta showtime. get up to showtime dude show yeah right like he just pitches and hits like if he comes out with like 500 career home runs a sub three era like yeah he's gonna if he's in a world series and throws like a really good game and, gets a and has a hit 
like a home run off. like type level hit or some good RBIs, it's going to be something else. I think that they have the manager too, like Joe Madden, to kind of like use him like that. Yeah. So, because he's kind of an oddball manager, like he doesn't do things the conventional way. He's definitely untraditional. Should we just say like, should we just go Tatis Otani? Okay. <laughs> Mike Otani. Mike. Dozier. More. You got any other final bits or who you got here? Um. No, I mean it's 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 Otani all the yeah. way for me. I yep. love Mike Trout. Don't get me wrong; he's very good. But he's a beast. Get you one that can do both. They say it. This this sack. is where I was going to come back to. I, I appreciate you bringing that up, though. She gives you know probably familiar with the song "Both" by Drake and Gucci. Yeah. You know, they sing about it for a reason. They don't say you know one timer, one wear. I go one way. You're ridiculous. Instead of like, oh, bones right now. I got both. There's like real yeah, baseball yeah, people yeah. who are just, well, maybe they're not. I don't know. I just feel like Mike Trout's so good when he just gets no Yeah, ball. no, every time he's up, I'm like, dude, this is going to be a 500-foot home run, potentially. He's just a Or if he gets like a fly-out. Meatball, on the... dude. So here's he's the such thing a that sucks. They haven't, they haven't been good enough to like have him on TV, really. Right. And, and being on the problem. East Coast... We don't ever see those games. Oh, and they're just not the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're like not the Clippers, the Lakers, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we all love Mike Trout. We think Shohei is definitely the hot new thing. Yeah. The cool new toy. Here comes spin number two. It's going to be an eight, don't worry. Just in your face. Wow. Seven. Dill, I'm going to go right back to you because you're going to be in the house, hopefully. Do you think Brenner scores this weekend? And do you think it would be before anybody else? Or do you think it's going to be multi-goal and he's he's nabbing one? I mean, I want to say yeah. Like, put one in the net, Brenner. But my gut tells me he's going to have a nice assist. I think he's going to get one. Okay. I think with the bigger crowd, it's going to get him going. I think he's been kind of... Last week he was kind of searching for one, or a little like, lackadaisical. No, no, no. I think he's hungry for one. I think he's hungry for one. I think he's one of those guys who's like, I need a goal, man. Like, haven't had one. I haven't had one in a little bit. Like, what's going on? Like, I need a goal. So, I think he does score, and you know what? I'm gonna say he's gonna be the first goal. So why uh, not? Doge. In the game or for FC? Both. <laughs> Obviously. All right. What well, minute? We're taking it this hot. 21st. I'm going for it. Why not? Early goal. Nice ripper. Crowd goes fucking wild, man. And it's just bonkers. like, this is a madhouse. Like, God. Doge, do you agree with any of what either of us said? Where do you stand? I think Brenner scores. Okay. I don't think he does it first. So, FC or Revolution scoring first? FC wow. is score first. So we're going to have at least two goals, is what you're saying. Yep. I love it. Yep. Wow. I think so, too, in the opposite way. Locati scores super sub. I think he keeps his streak rolling. We're just like, wow. strikers are hot, boys. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Send it. Feed the meat. We're sending it. I think Brenner gets a second goal for FC. Okay. 
Love it. Here comes spin. Final spin? Third spin. Final spin? I'm indifferent. Let's go. The ball. final spin. The final spin. Spin it the other way? Yeah. Two Come on. Big spin. Big spin. Big spin. Big spin. Is it going to be a three or an eight? Three, baby. Three. three. Nope. Oh, what a right basket for a two. Oh. Number two. Which is a perfect, perfect topic. This is good. There's no way anybody picks the team. Well, I don't, maybe. I don't know. Bryson no. DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Who do you have, and why are you not picking Phil and Tom Brady, Doge? I am picking Phil and Tom Brady. Yeah, of course you are. Who's rooting for those guys? I mean, I like Aaron Rodgers, but just like if I had to pick between Aaron and Tom, it's like, I'm definitely picking Tom. If I have to pick between Phil and Bryson, it's like, I'm absolutely picking Phil. So it's like, this is a no-brainer for me. That's this weekend, right? July 6th or something? Oh, that's not going to be for me. They just announced it. Okay, I understand now. I'm with you. It's July 6th or 7th. I thought it was getting hot because it's like here. I was like, dude, Phil just won. Now I gotta look up And there's a bunch is. of Bryson, Brooks. Major beef, beef between those guys, right which is incredible. I would have loved if it was... Did you see the clip? Versus... Did you see the clip for the of the beef? Yeah, of yeah. him during the interview. Yeah, like Bryson just walking by a metal cleats. He, like, Apparently he said something like, I guess you just got to line it up right or something like that to Brooks as he was like saying like it was tough to read the putts. With the wind and then... Apparently Bryson, I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody said Bryson said, well, you just got to like put it on the right line or something as he walked by. And Brooks was like, I can't fucking believe that guy's like what he said. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, like... And then you see the tw- all the Twitter stuff going on to that, too. No. Like, mm-hmm. After they put out the match stuff, Bro- uh, Brooks tweeted at um, Aaron Rodgers, and he said, sorry, bro. Oh, like, yeah, he has yeah. to do with Bryson, and then Bryson, um, I don't know if he got him back yet or not, but he's been all over, too. Yeah. I saw shit. Phil put Tom them back. Tom Brady but... tweets that you sent T were hilarious. Oh, my God, yeah. With, they're like the meme of that Bryson and Brooks, and it was like Aaron Rodgers, and like, oh, my God, I forget what it was like. It was, all about, it was all about, like, kicking a field goal and, like, not going for it. Yeah, like, we know Rodgers won't go for it. Like, he's laying up or something like that. It's just like, oh, my gosh. That 4th of July week is going to be Rowdy. next level. Yeah. Because that event is the day before the crew come to town and get booed for 90 straight minutes. Yeet. Yeet. One final spin. Or that, was that the final spin? That was the final spin, but this is the one final spin. Oh. Okay. Wow. One final spin, you know? I mean, SS It's the one final spin. So we're going to get one. Dill just wants to get that eight up on there because he's like, it's the biggest number in here. Oh. Oh. Almost snuck back out there. That's an eight. Eight's a terrible topic, though. Because I don't think anybody's gonna agree with it. Yeah, we'll skip it. That was a good spin. We got an eight. No, nah, we'll. T- I'm switching it up. I'm just gonna change it. I'm gonna go a little. Spin it again. Yeah, spin it. Wow, you're really gonna go against the wheel. I didn't. Well, we're not gonna fire Yap, are we? Oh, is it a three? Oh, no, it's a two again. Okay, it's time. That was our final spin. 
Yeah, they yeah they knew it was our final spin. They said you guys aren't firing Yop. The and spin gods. We got Bryson and Aaron versus Phil and Tom again. It's still Bryson uh, can hit it a lot further than Phil. Tom can. I don't hit think a that's gonna further. matter, bro. I really don't. Phil can hit bombs too. Phil just it's won. It's not like they're going to ever be out of range. Who's won more recently? Phil Mickelson. So I'm with you. Golf is yeah, about but, streaking, too. Like being hot. Who's just won? Yeah, come on. Are you striking the ball well? You know? It's like two absolute pure goats versus two wannabe, wannabe goats. Wannabe goats. I was thinking the same exact thing. Now, Rogers is much more established goat level than Bryson, so mm-hmm. I don't want that to come off as major disrespect to old Aaron. But Aaron Rodgers is no Tom Brady. No. Which is the point there. So, yeah. that is going to be an awesome event. And I'm glad that Phil's keeping this going, and I would love to, like, just... I hope he keeps doing more. Like, I know Brooks is going to play left-handed against Dave Portnoy. So. Oh, wow. That'll be interesting. And I guess yeah, Dave, I'm looking forward to that. Dave invited Bryson to be his caddy, and Big Cat and PFT are going to be the caddy for Brooks. So I love that. It's going to be an awesome event, wherever that is. So Also, Lefty Brooks is going to be hilarious. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be tough. <clears throat> um, he still said he's going to win. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, let's go here, then. Moving on to buzzer beaters. Dill, I'll let you go first here. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it. We kind of talked about it. I didn't actually say it, but the Lightning went to clinching game tonight. Yeah. A good 4-0 win against the old Panthers in Tampa Bay. And I am 99.9% going to fly down to Tampa for a playoff game. Like, I am locked in this year on... Wow. If they were in... So, like, a couple days ago... They go like, cup. Okay. They're going cup again. You're going down. So, I want to go sooner because I want to get down there in case they don't make it. If they end up making it, I might have to go twice. Wow. Why don't you just wait? Have confidence. They're champs. Dude, because Lord I want to Stanley's coming out. back to Don. He needs another hand. I mean, like, have you ever seen lightning strike twice? You know? Apparently. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. There's plenty of instances. My thing is, I missed last year going right before COVID started. As COVID started, I did not go. Right. I don't want to miss an opportunity regardless of what it is this year. Being in a playoff hockey arena is, I would say, top five sporting events. I'm sure that would be awesome. Like That's like an unreal event. Like Football games are cool. Baseball games are chill. NHL hockey games in the playoffs are... Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a playoff level. MLB game is like next level and same with playoff. I mean, I've been to a playoff yeah. basketball game, but that was like the opposite team I wanted to be there for, so... Yeah. Yeah. Go Pacers, goal, don't quit. It's just different, dude. In that arena, because everything's so enclosed, I mean, it'd be most similar to like a playoff basketball game. Right. Because they play in the same arenas. Right. Football... It's just different. Slower yeah. pace. Baseball slower pace. I mean, we'll be at a playoff game this year for the Bengals with Jimmy B. Well, maybe we won't be at one. Well, maybe depending on where we go. But, you know, we can make it. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Doge, do you have a sports-related buzzer beater, or are you joining me in the pour-one-out session here? At the I'm joining end? you. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have to pour one out for a huge friend of the show, friend of the pod, sports legend, glee club legend, Kevin Keithy, uh, great mentor and friend uh, to most of us on the show. Definitely Dylan didn't know him as well, but I'm sure Dylan, you know, knew what he meant to us and the different impact and, you know, all the, you know, the special dude that Kevin was. Um, I forget who posted this on all of the different posts all over going around about Kevin and how he's, uh, you know, touched people and how he was an important person. Um, this quote from Johnny Bench about his friend Joe Morgan, I think, sums it up, which is extra fitting because Kevin is a huge Reds fan and, uh, you know, been to a bunch of consecutive uh, Reds opening days and a huge Cincinnati sports fan. So uh, the quote is, for those who knew him, no words are necessary. For those who didn't know him, no words are adequate, which I think perfectly describes Kevin because if you didn't know Kevin, it's really tough to try to put him into words and to describe him to someone else and how to say like who Kevin was. And if you've met Kevin once, you don't ever need to meet him again. You know exactly kind of who he is. And it's kind of a guy you don't ever really forget either too. So um, I went to five consecutive opening days with Kevin. I missed this past one obviously due to COVID and everything, but I'm hoping to continue my streak. I was with him for his 50th consecutive opening day in a row which is one of the coolest moments, um, you know, sports moments I've ever been to. They got to put his name up on the Jumbotron and honored him, and uh, he just really enjoyed the day and had all this history, and we had all this tradition going to opening day and doing all these Reds things, and he was going to do all this FC stuff, and um, I don't know, just pouring out for Kevin Keithy. Doge, I'll let you out here, but it's such a sad day and a great friend of, of the show and to have been many people who listen to the show, I'm sure, too. Yeah, he was a great friend, great mentor, and, you know, for everybody in the Miami Men's Glee Club and especially people that met him outside of that group, yeah. you know, um, whether it was at a FC match or a Reds game or just, you know, coming and hanging in Oxford, he was always such a such a cool guy to be around, um, you know, that, you know, was willing to share, you know, his whole life with everybody and, uh he loved Cincinnati sports, and you and I were always able to bond over that with him, T. And I was at that same 50th consecutive opening day with him as well. And, you know, he knew the town like the back of his hand. And the Reds and the city of Cincinnati meant so much to him. And I know he was so excited for the new stadium for FC as well. So, um, gone too soon, but we'll never forget him. Uh, he was he was a great guy. So, pour one out. Pour one out for Kevin Keithy. Um we're gonna miss you, man. And uh, Doge, I, Dill, I guess. Thank you guys for being on the pod. We appreciate it. Sorry to end on a, a bit of a sad note, but you gotta you gotta honor your homies like in the best way that you can. Give them some airtime. So, Kevin, we appreciate you. We love you. I know you're looking down on us up there for sure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is the Clubhouse. <laughs>